Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello friends, I'm your host, Chris Thrill. I'm a former Royal Marines Commando. I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Hello friends. So the question I've been asked uh, several times over now, I'm guessing that the, the, it, these are questions via YouTube um, and also via LinkedIn are, uh, Chris, should I join the Royal Marines? It's a complex question, or at least the answer is complex, right? So bear with me. I'm I'm going to try to tell you my story and tell you how I was as a as a young man and how my thoughts are now. Right. So there I was living in my car, homeless. I think I was 17, second time I've been homeless in my life. Been through a world of uh, turmoil, shall we say, right? So, uh, you know, we don't have regrets. That doesn't help. But this is just to say my childhood was pretty traumatic at times. And I'd literally been kicked out again by my parents. And as some of you all know, somebody bet me you couldn't join the Royal Marines. And of course, being an angry young man, I'm like, oh, yes, I can. You know, I didn't like anyone telling me what I couldn't couldn't do. Right. So. I'd been looking at, you know, at the recruitment brochures because the guy that said this to me was joining the Marines himself. Right. He'd given me these brochures and brochures. And I'm I'm looking through and thinking, you know what? This this potential recruits course thing, I, I could do this. You know, it's like 50 push ups. I can do that. It's like 10 pull ups. Well, I can do way more than that, you know. And. Uh, and so I joined and, you know, the, the rest is history, as, as they say. But you need to understand. When I was probably the age many of you are now that are watching this, we didn't have Internet. We didn't have the ability to have a, a second view on life or a third view or a third party view, what whatever you want to call it, right? We just knew what we saw on the TV. 
and our some of our parents generation they didn't even have that right so in my mind we'll like you know there's good guys and there's bad guys right if i join the marines i'm fighting the bad guys we didn't have that ability to ask ourselves a question well like who who are these bad guys right as i sit here now having traveled you know 80 countries across all seven continents i've had a real hard time finding bad guys i mean i'm serious everywhere i've been even in some of the most impoverished parts of the world i've just met lovely people i've met people that when i've been in a in a bush in africa and it's you can call it a, a one chicken family right not only do they kill that chicken because that is their their uh, way of giving you honor right to to kill their special chicken and and because chickens cost money when you when when you're penniless or whatever the currency is down there in Mozambique right you ain't got too many chickens running around to go killing just for some white guy that's wandered into your village and they would do this and they'd give me their bed for the night and so I'll be sleeping like on a bed well not not a bed in the way that you and I think of a bed right we're talking some kind of like mattress full of sticks or something right and the family is sleeping on the floor and when i've traveled in the islamic countries so i've driven to india and back right same thing oh chris chris come 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 to my family come to my family we'll put you up you know i didn't want for anything and that has been my story the world over i'm not saying i didn't meet people that had funny ideas I met one guy once he gave me his pistol. I was in uh in a town in Pakistan, right? Been taken into this this townhouse. So these guys had a bit of money, right? And one of them gave me his his gun. Went have a shot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I fired this shot right up. It was in a it was a, the house was in a square like so it's got like a garden in the middle. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? And I fired this shot up into the air. And uh, then he turned to me and said, yes, I, I use this pistol to shoot my wife. So I'm like, why is that then? Oh, she's having an affair. No, she wanted a divorce. It, it, it was something like that, right? So I'm not saying that we don't have different ideas. What I'm saying is I've never meant, met these essentially bad people, right? So the Marines presented a real excitement to me, a challenge. You know, I had, let, let's just say, for the sake of cliche, I had nothing in my life, right? I certainly didn't have any job prospects. I had that feeling that I, I reckon a lot of people have this kind of lost feeling. Like I didn't know where where my future lay. I certainly didn't feel I was sort of 
qualify for any. Well, I wasn't really qualified for much, right? And then this opportunity of the Marines comes around and wow, I'm going to get paid. Like it was a, it was, let's, let's say the best part of a thousand pounds salary back then. Way more than any of my friends were earning. I'm guessing in this day and age, that's closer to, to £2,000 a month, right? And I'm going to get go to get to go through this exciting training and I can prove myself. And well, what, what was I doing it for? Well, I, I was proving to my parents, wasn't I, that I wasn't the loser that they told me I was. I mean, I wasn't only doing it for that, but the, that was a major factor. And, and what I've come to learn now um, especially through the joys of Facebook. So you're getting all this information that you'd never really have. And I'm a member of certain pages that are there to support veterans. And I'm getting this picture that I wasn't the only one. In fact, quite a significant proportion of us Marines, the reason we joined was that we were quite let's say, damaged. Um, you know, we'd been through quite a lot of abuse and we obviously had this inner need to, 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 to in some way, and I, I'm not clever enough to categorise that, but to, to go and prove ourselves, right? So I joined up. I got my green berry. And you've done all this training and what, what, what military training does for you is it essentially dehumanizes you. I'm not saying that we're bad, bad people or, or anything or, you know, we're monsters, what, whatever. That, that's not the point. And for anyone watching this, like I have full respect for anyone in the armed forces, certainly have respect for my fellow Marines. Very good people right nice nice men and now is it a woman that's another story right you know very very good people as a civilian when I've been on hard times and all my civilian friends are just well you can say a bit wanky they're the first to sort of fuck off when you really need like a shoulder to cry on or, or somewhere to lay your head right my military was not like that. It's like, you're my brother. Come, I'll look after you. And it's that, that there's my bed scenario that I, that I spoke of, right? So this is not, this is no disrespect meant at all. But in life, you have to tell your truth. You know, you need to be true to yourself because if you don't, you don't live as a spiritual person. And if you don't live as a spiritual person, you're not in tune with this thing called the universe. And what that means is you're then living in your ego, okay? Without getting too distracted. It, 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 if you think of your body cut in half, right? All your ego stuff is the lower stuff. It, it's your base desires. It's your animalistic stuff. It's that need to prove yourself. What do people think about me? You know, oh, I need money. I'm greedy. I'm, I, I want to drive a Porsche. It's all it's all ego. It's down there. Right. Your higher self is your love. It's your education. 
It's your understanding. It's improving your diet. It's your exercising. It's your showing compassion for other individuals. It's understanding how the world works, right? So you can immediately see I'm not that ego driven person that I was when I joined the Marines at 18 years old. If you think 18 is not a child, just you wait till you get to my age. Believe me, I was just a kid and I continue to be a kid and do pretty childish things. And I probably still do some today, right? But I continued that for quite a long point in my life until I could actually say, you know, maybe I'm a man now. And a lot of, a lot to that, a lot of that had to do with, with uh, becoming a parent, right? So there you are, you're in your commando unit, you're wearing the esteemed green beret. And in a nutshell, friends, you just want war. I don't mean like you want to, you know, like a World War II scenario or something. But you want a theatre where you can show your skills, where you can do what you're trained. But I think more importantly, it's like you want to go and prove yourself that you're a man. Okay, So. I went to 4-2 Commando. Our first tour was Northern Ireland, the Northern Ireland conflict. Okay. I've heard people say, you know, it's it's not a war, but it, it was a war. I mean, you they call it now the war on terror, don't they? Which is just more fucking bullshit, right? But, but you know, it was a war. We had an enemy. They were called the IRA and there, there were other factions as, or, or other units as well. And we weren't going there to give them a massage. Do you know what I'm saying? We were going there under the guises of, or, or, or under the direction of, of providing security. And, and that's what we did, you know, working alongside the RUC, the Royal Ulster Constabulary. Ulster Constabulary. So we were basically like supporting the police force over there. Right. But make no mistake. We would have killed anyone without a second thought, right? And I knew a guy, I actually knew several guys that had killed people that had shot, you know, what your government want you to call terrorists, right? But who are in reality just people like me and you. They've grown up in that situation. They have their beliefs. They have their religion, they have their their families, whatever. And they genuinely believe in their hearts that they are doing the right thing in the same way that you do. Although there is a difference, is that these guys know the history. They know the, the, the sociology around the situation that they're in. They know how it came about. And also they're feeling this massive injustice, right? You know, to, to them, it's like there's Ireland and Britain have stolen that bit. Now, 
we went over, we've just been told one thing. Northern Ireland's British, they're the enemy. That that essentially that that is it. And of course, when I was nineteen, what am I supposed to know? Come on, what am I supposed to know? I I didn't. I'd probably never ever thought about Ireland before in my life, other than the the typical you know Guinness and and shamrocks or or, or whatever. How how could I even pretend to know anything about these people? And what they'd been through in 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 their ex- experience, right? So these guys that I knew that had killed people in Northern Ireland. Well, just thinking of one individual now. It seriously screwed him up. Okay, you talk about PTSD, right? Post traumatic stress disorder. It, that gets a lot more complicated in itself. I'm not going to talk about that now, but this guy, he he shot someone that he thought that allegedly had set a bomb off. It initially he was arrested arrested for uh, for murder, right? And it came out that the guy he shot had explosives under his fingernails, right? In 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 the forensic tests, and and so. My oppo, you know, my buddy, my friend got, he got off the murder charge, okay? But it screwed him up, you know. So that was it. I got out of Northern Ireland. I had the two chances over there to kill someone. The first time it wasn't going to happen because the sniper that shot us was way too hidden. I mean, these guys are, they used to call them the best terrorists in the world, right? Of course, they're going to call themselves the best freedom fighters in the world. Um, the second time, ah, it's not important. But the point is, I really thought, you know, I was up for shooting the enemy and killing the enemy and, and it didn't happen. And now, all these years later, my God, I reckon my life is probably so much better and simpler and the the stuff going through my head is more straightforward because I because I didn't, right? Fast forward a, a bit. I was on the first ship that sailed to Iraq. This is about Gosh, this is the first Iraq war, okay? When Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait, I'm not going to pretend I know the history was about like oil and all this kind of stuff, right? My ship actually was pulling away from the dock when we got the order through that they were going to send the Atlantic conveyor instead, right? So my ship, HMS Invincible, literally stopped (laughs) and went back to the dock again. Funny situation, all the matlows, the sailors around the ship were just cheering. They wanted to go back to their families. They they didn't want a long deployment away. There were 12 of us Marines in our mess deck, just like this, staring at the floor. You know, we wanted to go to war. It's what we were trained for. We wanted to go and 
I guess, prove ourselves and, and maybe a whole load of other things. I'm, I'm not too sure. But then, of course, things changed in recent years, and I'm talking the last 20, right? So probably a lot of people watching this now may not even have been born when the events in New York took place. I'm sure you know the events that I'm I'm talking about, right? I'm, I'm trying not to say the keywords because it gets flagged on YouTube and then you, you, you've lost before you've begun, right? But anyway, what you need to know is before these wars in the Middle East came around, there was something called the Project for the New American Century. It was this or it's been called a, a neoconservative think tank, right? And it was made up of these, I would say, undesirable characters. I mean undesirable because you've got this situation where, again, whereas my lack of... of self-understanding or belief or whatever it might have been led me to join the Marines. In the USA, you've got these greedy, I don't know if narcissistic is the right word, but these sociopaths that have, they've gone through the, the Harvard Business School, they've gone through this mass indoctrination into believing that the more money you make, the more power you make, the better your lot in life is going to be, right? Completely the opposite of, say, a spiritual person who who understands you don't you don't need anything, you just need love. That is it. Love. It's it's the it's the only way, right? And what they did, they created this project for the New American Century. It was, as I say, a neoconservative think tank. And it was attached or it came around uh, around the time of the Bush administration. Now, the Bush administration was infiltrated by these guys. You call them hawks, right? These sociopathic uh, so-called politicians who in reality just represent big, in, big, bis, big business interests. And one of the policies they came or one of the papers they came out with was called rebuilding America's defenses. And I'm not going to uh, like waffle on about policy here, but one of the uh, two of the points in this paper were America needs to stop funneling money into kind of insignificant military project. They need to create world or they need to spread their bases out throughout the world to focus on uh, establishing America's economic, America's dominance in the world, but therefore, you know, securing its economic policy, right? And another interesting thing was it stated, this won't come around without another Pearl Harbor. Now, Pearl Harbor, if... I'm just going to talk quickly. Pearl Harbor was where the Japanese attacked the American fleet in the Pacific. And that brought America into the war. 
you can go one step further and say it was kind of conveniently allowed to happen. They allowed all these hundreds, if not, uh, well, hundreds of American servicemen to be slaughtered by these Japanese bombers. Um, just so these rich business interests, I'm telling you, could enter the war and that they could, um, you know, reap the, the rewards of war. I'll probably talk more about that. Now, you don't need to be Einstein, or maybe if you're too young to remember, to realise what that Pearl Harbour was. We talk in New York, right? The excuse to then push this American military dominance in the world. And what does America say? It says, us and our allies. Well, Britain only just finished paying off the mortgage we had to pay the Americans, right, to come and help us in the Second World War. Not a lot of people know this. The debt was so huge that we paid them. What I'm trying to say here is they didn't do it out of loyalty for us or being allies. They did it purely for financial gain. That mortgage was only paid off in the last, I think it's 20 years, I believe. So forget all this, like there are brothers in arms and all this bullshit. No, no war is ever entered into uh, not uh, for not economic gain, if that makes sense. I won't get too long winded here, but just take Vietnam, right? Vietnam, you had American, these hawks pushing, pushing for business in Asia. The last thing they wanted was the communists coming down from the north and kicking them out of, of Vietnam, right? So they concocted the Gulf of Tonkin incident. That was where a sailor was on a patrol boat in the... Um, oh, gosh, this is where... Uh, yeah, it's South, South China Sea, right? And he thought he saw a torpedo. He just thought, right? Off the back of that, bang, the Vietnamese are attacking us. And they waged all-out war on that country. They destroyed the country. They leveled it. They destroyed the jungle. They killed millions of innocent people just so they could get their claws in and, and get all the wealth out of there and establish their dominance in the area, right, through these uh, multinational corporations. When they interviewed that sailor later and said, so you saw us like torpedoes, right? He went... Well, no, I didn't know they were torpedoes. I just, like, thought I'd better report I saw something in the wall. Do you get what I'm saying? It was complete bullshit, right? So this is the situation now. So we've seen two conflicts in the Middle East. And now I've explained to you the project for the New American Century. Uh, New American Century. New American Century. I will learn to speak one day, right? And then you can see they wanted their new Pearl Harbor, right? And then we saw what happened in New York. Are you, are you starting to get the picture now? So this was nothing about freedom, democracy, people, terrorists killing us in our beds at home, okay? This was purely about these greedy psychopaths financial gain which and it's not money to them it's power 
And as Lord Acton says, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And if you just want to see how this worked, look at Tony Blair's speeches at the time. You had a million people marching in London saying, no, no war, don't need it. You know, what what are these people in the Middle East done to us? Nothing. What? Why are we going to send our our young men and women over there to get slaughtered, and moreover, to, to you know, to let's say carpet bomb innocent villages or whatever it might be? What? What? Why? Tony Blair's like, oh yeah, but we uh, it's uh, weapons of mass destruction, right? Really. You know, when they when they uh, went into Iraq, they found nothing, right? Uh, because there never was anything and they knew there was nothing. That, But if they can conjure this image in the public mind that you're going to get killed in your beds in 45 minutes, that's what they said, right? Don't quote me on the 45 minutes. I'm, it was a long time ago. But so... Tony Blair's there, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we've got to go. Woo. Well, to any informed observer or, or just to any observer, he's clearly being pressurised by the Americans, right? Uh, when you understand a bit about Tony Blair's alleged, no, I say alleged history, um, that he was arrested in public toilets for exposing himself or or, or 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 is it called cottaging where you try and like get off with someone in a toilet and that he used his his middle name which I think is Linton when he on his arrest sheet so he got off it right and the British public they they don't know this stuff right um I'm saying allegedly you it's all on the internet folks if you you know you've you've got a keypad in front of you just like I have if you're that interested you'll go and find out right but then you can start to see how how this whole phony baloney war game works right now off the back of that how many people have been killed in Iraq and Afghanistan completely destroyed their infrastructure destroyed their you know destroyed towns, villages, destroyed the people. And how many of our young men and women have come back from there without their legs, without their arms, with eyes missing? So basically, working class kids sent to kill working class kids, right? Just give you a little anecdote there. When I... When I went to work in Africa as a volunteer worker, I worked with street children in Mozambique. I trained at this school in Norway, this uh, kind of one world university, it was called. And one of my best friends at this university was an Argentinian called Diego. And I used to just say to him, like, Diego, had I been... I think four years younger and I joined the Marines. Uh, sorry, four years older than I was because I was in 1982 when we went to war in the Falklands. I was 12, right? Had I been 16 and able to, to, to join the military, 
like I would have gone down to the Falklands and I would have been trying to kill Diego, who's like my best friend now. How, in fact, I've seen video of of big, tough Marines, physically tough, you know, at least, and just in tears because they had to go down there and I'm not debating the rights or wrongs of the Falklands conflict now, you know. I'd like to think humans could talk to humans and sort this stuff out in a better way, but this guy's in tears because they had to crawl up to the Argentine trenches, look over the edge, and they're looking at 16-year-old conscripts or children, and they had to throw their grenades in. They had to. I mean, it, it was kill or be killed, right? But you've got to remember, folks, you've got to live with this shit for the rest of your life. So when you're making that decision, do I want to join up? You know, I really hope you can take into consideration what I'm saying in this video. Um, you're not going to hear many former Marines talking like this. And again, there's no disrespect to anyone. It's just not many people have been out in the world as much as I have to see how this picture all fits together. I mean, many, a significant percentage have, don't get me wrong, because like I say, you've got the internet right. But the point I'm trying to make is, if you think you're going out, you're going to join the Marines because it's, you're going to go and fight for freedom and democracy, kind of going to tell you that's not what it's about you're basically an agent of the state and the state is controlled by this this umbrella of sociopaths that only care about their own greed and if you look back through history it's been that way since before the time of the pyramids you know no, nothing's changed right i'm not saying that the military don't ever do legitimate things let's say you know genuine i mean you see sometimes in these hurricane disaster zones a british warship will pull in and and the and the the men and women will get off and they'll go and help the local community i'm 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 not i'm not saying that doesn't happen right in the 70s there was a fire brigade strike and they got the army to go and drive the fire engines right brilliant you know actually heroic right so yeah i hope i've made it clear that now the conundrum if you're watching now right and you're thinking should i join the marines is ah and and i get you you know and i i i am i sympathize with you it's an amazing training to go through there are elements in the career. So let's say if the career is like 100%, about 40% of that career will be really fascinating, right? The chances, you know, in these recent war, you go off to the conflict that you might get hurt is 
it's statistically, it's obviously quite slim. If you think about the thousands of British military that have been in the Middle East and the, 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 the deaths have been, I don't know, in their hundreds, right? Low hundreds. Those mutilated and maimed, obviously a lot higher. Um, but you've got to remember the mental scars. Many of these people are now carrying for life. They've got to battle that for life, right? And if you put on top of the fact that what, what, what were we there for in the first place, you can start to see now why, why people get distressed. So I think I'm going to shut up there. I hope this gives you something to think about. Uh, I will always be proud of being a Royal Marines commando. That's, you know, I didn't, I didn't join up to go and fight some fuckers oil war, right? You know, to make them even richer than they were. I mean, these are people that are born with, with silver spoons in their mouth. These, you know, the Donald Rumsfelds of this world and the other people that are involved in this um, project for the new American century. They, they have everything they want from birth anyway. They're just sick. They're just sick on power. And I didn't join up for, for that because I didn't know any of that. I, I just thought I was going to go and do a good thing, right? Um, and so, yeah, any questions, folks, put them in, put them in the comments. Uh, sorry if I've kind of dismayed, dismayed some of your, uh, um, aspirations, so to speak, but, you know, life's about telling the truth and what you get from the BBC and the CNN is probably the furthest from the truth that that you're ever going to get because remember it's all just this corrupt umbrella and remember what i always say they don't care about me they definitely well they don't care about you and they definitely don't care about me that's what i meant to say friends thank you for listening to the bought the t-shirt podcast Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username Chris Thrall. Instagram Chris.thrall. Thank you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.